Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So we had tribute graphics for both Bray Wyatt and Terry Funk at the start of Raw. And honestly, what a mad, crazy weekend it's been. But as we said on Smackdown Ups and Downs, the number one thing we can do is keep them alive using our memories. I know that sounds really cheesy and a bit silly, but it's true. Once again, thoughts to all their friends and family. Also, hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Ups and Downs. And we're back to WWE after all the AEW craziness of the last couple of days. And I tell you, when it comes to professional wrestling right now, it is making me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. So once again, given recent events, let's just keep having fun. But right now, let's up those doubts. Sami Zayn was also the first person we saw on this week's episode of Raw. And I don't know who made this call, but it was a damn good call, because of course you get his music. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know what it is about that thing. It just makes me happy. Damien Priest was out next, so they were going to have a match. And his music is completely different. It's a bit like, oh no, here comes the harbinger of doom. Michael Cole also told us the reason we were having this is because Damo had demanded it. So I hope backstage he'd also gone, look, I only want blue M&Ms. You know the deal. One guy looked at the other guy, the bell went ding ding, and they kicked each other's ass. However, what I do want to talk about, given that there were just a bunch of moves, you know how wrestling works, is the Falcon Arrow. Because at one point, Damien Priest hit this thing, and of course, Sami Zayn kicked out of it. Now, we know that the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment is the surprise roll-up, and we know that the least devastating move in all of sports entertainment is the blue thunder bomb. but the Falcon Arrow needs to be somewhere in between. So, if you are listening to this, and you do such a move, I think it needs to become a finish, otherwise it's become the brand new DDT. Priest also threw Sammy into Ali in the announce table. When we cut to the commercial, when we came back, Zayn was beating Damien up on the top rope. So I guess we have to figure it out for ourselves. I'm going to say that Sammy Zayn started dancing, singing his music. It's not how it goes at all. Damien was like, oh yeah, this is great. And then Sammy kicked him right in the jaw. That'll do. Of course, going back to what we just talked about, Sammy did go for the least devastating move in all sports entertainment, the Blue Thunder Bomb, and it didn't work. And do you want to know why it didn't work? Because it never works, and it's the equivalent of taking your head and smashing it into a wall. What was even the point? He then realized, wait a minute, I do have a foot, so I should use the halluva kick. But just when he was going to do it, JD McDonut turned up and he grabbed said shoe. And Sam was like, well, what am I going to do now? You're annoying me. And also, when he took his eyes off Damien Priest, so he hit him with the big old choke slam and he pinned him for the one, two, three. Now, I'm going to guess this did happen because at Payback, which is this weekend, we are going to get Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens defending the tag titles against the Judgment Day. And because Damo won here, he'll lose in a few days. This was kind of funny too because Damien just pushed over McDonough and was like, I don't ask for your help. Nobody wants your help. Why don't you flub off? And when he left, Kevin Owens went, poof, he appeared from nowhere. He gave him the stunner. Sammy gave him the halluva kick to get some vengeance. And he was done. So you do have to imagine that if eventually JD McDonough does go into the Day of Judgment, Damien Priest will be out of the thing. 
unless we're gonna get a swerve. So it may be a trick, but I thought this was a very fun start to Raw, did what it had to do. Up. When Drew McIntyre was looking at a picture. I mean, what a storyline. It actually did make me laugh because it was a photo that Matt Riddle had given him, and it was Drew wearing Photoshop gear that would kind of make him and Riddle look like an actual tag team. I was like, Matthew, you have wasted your time. It's also a really odd thing to do when as ever Tazawa won the day, because he was stood there going, Drew, you look pretty damn good. When McIntyre turned to Riddle and he was like, look, you are getting way too ahead of yourself. We may be teaming right now, but we ain't buddies. Riddle had more ideas too, because he was all like, oh, hi, maybe we should go to ringside later and watch the New Day versus the Viking Raiders up close and personal. So I was laughing again. This was like asking to go on a movie date. McIntyre actually thought it was a great idea because then he could see these two idiots getting beaten up up close and personal. It's quite funny because Riddle was all like, oh, do you mean the new day? He was like, no, you fool. I meant the Vikings. So here is the deal. Drew McIntyre needs to kill this guy soon because I've searched my feelings and I just don't need an RK Bro 2 unless it features Randy Orton. Then had a quick video with Raquel Rodriguez who was all like, oh, I'm going to beat Rhea Ripley at payback because this ominous music played in the background when we cut to Becky Lynch, who was warming up. Good for her. This actually did lead into what could have been the best thing on Raw, because here was The Miz. Now, he has done this before, and right now he has to go to the top of the tree when it comes to impersonations, because he came out as LA Knight. Now, not only did this get a massive reaction, because people thought that it was La, but he looked just like him, and he had this painted-on, like, beard. That was genuinely funny. Well, I actually did a double take at first, and when he started saying things like, oh, I'm a dangerous man, I was like, Haha, that is how Mike talks. He then started doing the whole, yeah, and he threw in some what's as well, because his whole point was this. Anybody can come up with a catchphrase. All you fans are sheep, but when I say I'm awesome, that's not a catchphrase, because I mean it, I am awesome. Maybe LA Knight can come out and go, I say, yeah, because I am, yeah. I don't know what that means. Now, I did think Knight would turn up, but he didn't. But actually, that could have made it better because now he could be seething. But honestly, this will be all over social media today because that's just how the world works. And the Miz took a baseball bat and he went sprang and he hit this one out of the park. This was especially true because, like I say, when he did lose his mind, he came across as serious. And now I want to see that match. That's right. It's that simple. All you got to do is feed me the seed. Once again, that sounded absolutely terrible. Go watch it. Up. Seth Rollins was then sat in the back when Ricochet walked by, just nodded at him. So Seth Rollins nodded back, and no humans have ever done that. But I did actually think this was quite nice, because if you looked a little bit closer, a lot of the wrestlers were wearing Bray Wyatt armbands tonight. I mean, that's just a good tribute. We then did get into the New Day versus the Viking Raiders, and man, these dudes got serious time. I mean, it must have gone on for about 15 minutes. I thought it was pretty damn good. It also started with a dive, because of course it did. Somebody has to appease that 2023 wrestling sponsor, and you do that by taking your body and flinging it out the ring. Mahala was out here as well, so of course she was casting distraction. But when it comes to her, she is like a voodoo witch or something, and it kind of worked, because Kofi Kingston wanted to get the hot tag to Xavier Woods, but he wasn't able to, because the Viking Raiders kept getting to Xavier Woods. I was like, my gosh, magic is real. You'll still be amazed to hear this, though, because Kofi still had a warm hand, and he was able to get the tag to Woods, who got in the ring, and he decided to run wild, and he hit that rolling on a clothesline thingamajig. As ever, he's just very good. They then did do the thing, though, because they tagged Kofi back in almost straight away. And I was like, you can't do that, damn it. Unless he's taken some kind of med pack, he should be down. It did sort of work, because they hit this double splash until Eric broke the count up at two. When they're on the outside, and the Viking Raiders just took the New Day 
and they throw him into Drew McIntyre and Riddle. I was like, bros, you shouldn't have done that. Drew gonna be mad. This was absolutely true too, because McIntyre started picking up chairs and hurling them around the place, which also made me chuckle. But then he threw one. He wasn't paying attention. The Vikings got out of the way and he hit Xavier Woods right in the face. Uh-oh. It's also allowed the Vikings to hit Ragnarok to get the win. This is fantastic. In the wrestling rule book, we're going to have to write Viking Raiders won after Drew McIntyre threw an erroneous chair and it hit the wrong person. I do love all of this, though, because now I'm actually getting confident that soon Drew McIntyre is going to go heel. If you didn't watch last week's show, I wasn't as sure as I am now. So if this doesn't happen, you know what I'm going to do. Nothing. And I'll still tune into the show next week. We then got to Groundhog Day next because in walks Bill Murray and he saw Finn Balor and Damien Priest yelling at each other because they need to get on the same page. Why don't you just write a damn book? Now Priest did agree with all of this but still wanted to know why JD McDonough was hanging around because he wants something to do with this absolute idiot. Rhea Ripley just lost her mind. She's like, you need to shut up and you need to shut up. Otherwise, I'm going to go crazy. She also said that if it wasn't for me and Dominic, this group would be in the toilet. Doc was like, don't involve me in this, thank you very much. When she gave them an ultimatum. If they go into the pay-per-view premium live event and they don't come out on the other side as champions, there's going to be some changes. What does that mean? I like to think they're just going to change their color scheme. I mean, they're quite fond of purple right now, so maybe they could go to, like, burgundy or something. But the best part about all of this is that Rhea Ripley has become the pseudo-leader of the group. Pseudo-leader. Don't know what a pseudo-leader is. And it just works, because she is an absolute badass, and we'll talk about her more later. We then got our Bray Wyatt tribute video, and as we've already said a thousand times, I still cannot get my head around this. I mean, it's just so damn tragic. Nobody saw it coming. So once again, all we can do is put some positive vibes out there. I hope that everybody's going to be okay. We also had more stuff with Drew and Riddle after this, which did increase my confidence. Because I don't think we'd be focusing on this as much if we weren't going to do something. Now they wanted to know how Woods was, because he had taken a chair to the face. Kofi was like, how do you think he is, you absolute goobers? Although I will accept your apology, Drew, because he was apologizing. I know you're a good guy. And they fist bumped. So that is it. Drew McIntyre has to be going bad guy. Otherwise, you're just pulling my trousers down and making me look like an idiot. McIntyre then stormed off and basically said that he was going to deal with the Viking Raiders by himself. And Kofi was confused. Whereas Matthew was all like, why? Because he thinks that means they're going to team again. So I'm just going to make my plans very, very clear. Drew has to take his fist and punch him in the face. When Gunther was stood on Alan the announce table. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 
Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com Slash wrestling. Then why not? You gotta stand on something. And he did put over Chad Gable because, of course, last week he became the first guy in over 500 days to defeat the Ring General. But also, look how you beat me. <laughs> By count out, that means nothing and you suck. The only thing Chad has done is piss him off, which is why next week on Raw, they are going to do the Intercontinental title rematch. Now, I'm pretty sure by that point, Gunther hasn't beaten the record and I need him to beat that Intercontinental title record. So Gable's going to lose again? I don't know. Somebody's going to have to do some Steiner maths. And right after this, they also said Ludwig Kaiser will even beat Chad Gable this evening. By this stage, Chad was backstage going, well, that is it. They have said my name numerous times. I'm going out there. He was also with the Alpha Academy and he did have a good line because he said something like, well, it may have taken me 10 seconds to beat you last week, but next week I'll beat you in three. Because, you know, that's how long a pinfall takes. Good. This did lead to Gable versus Bowser's son. And Gunther just flubbed off instantly, which made me laugh. But once again, this must have gone 20 minutes, and these two. Somebody needs to go and give them a prize. They are damn good wrestlers, and we don't give them enough credit. Kaiser also threw Gable off the top rope at one point and gave him a Sagat uppercut. But Chad Gable didn't like this at all, so he gave Ludwig a neck breaker because he was trying to break his neck. When he was like, oh, wait a minute, there's two of you idiots. He did a moonsault onto everyone. This then got so good because these two are doing all the moves. They were going back and forth and reversals and counters when Chad decided, ha I've got the better of you, Ludwig. And he hit the Chaos Theory German suplex, the gates. Now, he genuinely had this one too because the referee was about to count the three when Giovanni Vinci just got in there and he broke up the thing for the DQ. This is what I did. I was just stopped in time. Owens did try to help out here, but again, it was three on one, so Imperium whooped his ass because Gunther was back. And while there was this cool bit when he was about to give the bomber powder to Chad Gable and he reversed that into the ankle lock, once again, Giovanni and Luger were like, oh, our hero's going to get it. So Gunther grabbed Chad, he gave him the power bomb. Imperium stands tall. Now, look, this match was really good, and we know the deal with Chad Gable, and I tell you, Ludwig Kaiser is underrated as well, but we went all of this time... <laughs> to end with a disqualification. And also, I imagine that Chad Gable is going to lose on Raw next week, so we couldn't get a proper victory here. I mean, it's like me offering you a box of chocolates, and you look in there, and there's like, I don't know, a cat. What are you going to do with that? Eat the cat? Of course you're not. I just think it would have helped the story too, and we can have conflicting emotions here. So when it comes to the match itself, it's getting an up, but that finish felt very, very lazy, and it's getting it down. Which is when I found out, I don't know how I missed this, that Bob Barker had passed away. So seriously, what a terrible week it's been. Very nicely, WWE did air a video package, or I thought it was kind of sad that we didn't include the Chris Jericho Price of Right stuff, and he was deliberately left out here. 
But we won't worry about that because, again, there are more important things at play. So, I guess I'll just say it again. Thoughts and feelings with Bob Barker's friends and families. <laughs> Can we please have a break from this for a little bit? When Seth Rollins decided... I should go and speak in that ring. His first words were yowie wowie, which I thought was very nice when he told Shinsuke Nakamura to get out here so they could get into it. But Shinsuke never showed, because instead he'd be editing videos and my word, it played and it rocked. So he was all like, man, you know the deal. I'm going to break Seth Rollins' back and it's going to be so bad that he isn't even going to be able to walk his daughter down the aisle at her wedding. And we come back to Seth and his face, he was like, man, I was having a good time a minute ago when people were singing my song, and now I'm pissed. He also totally lost it because he was like, man, at payback, I need the NXT Shinsuke Nakamura. I need the Tokyo Dome Nakamura. I would have given you the shirt off my back a few weeks ago, but now you're never going to get it. I was like, Seth, come here. If you had given him the shirt off your back a few weeks ago, I don't think he would have wanted it. Because sometimes you do dress like a cloud. The point is, though, even though he does have this injury, he was still able to win the World Heavyweight Championship and have all these badass matches. So at the premium live event, he's going to whip Shinsuke's ass. And look, I tell you, I like this serious Seth. I think it may be time to segue over to it entirely. It really, really works. He finished this by saying that Nakamura's not going to take anything from him. When Shinsuke kind of teleported in from space or something, he was there and he took out and he finished off. Seth Rollins. He made sure to look at the title as well before he did walk away, because that's what all good wrestlers do. And this has been such a good three-week build that if we decide Shinsuke Nakamura should be the champion come Saturday, I ain't gonna moan. In fact, I'd be for it. Now, WWE is not going to do this, but this works too, because when Seth beats him, it feels like he beat somebody. That is 2 plus 2 equals 4. It is not 2 plus 2 equals potato giving it up. I also do want to point out that on Rollins' world championship side plates, he's changed it for a picture of The Fiend. Once again, just thought that was a super duper nice tribute. When Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were tired. Oh, I get it. But they have been taken on the Judgment Day for months, and even though they beat them and beat them and beat them, they keep on coming, which is why they are going to have this big match at Payback. And when they're done, that better be it. This still wasn't enough for Kevin Owens, though, who had gone to Adam Pearce. It was all like, hey, we are in Pittsburgh, so why don't we make use of that name and have a still city street fight? So yeah, there you go. We have an added stipulation. Kevin also remembered that the last time he was there, he got thrown off a cage through a table. But what they're going to do to Damian Priest and Finn Balor is going to be worse. So I was like, you're going to throw him off two cages <laughs> through two tables? I don't know what it means. This was really good, though, and I absolutely do want to see this. When we got to another match, this one wasn't very long at all. There's also Bronson Reed versus Tommaso Ciampa. So I was like, well, I know what's going to happen here. Bronson's going to squash him. But he didn't, and in many ways, Ciampa kind of beat him up for a little bit. I mean, not only did he hit an air raid crash, which looks super impressive because Bronson is massive, but he got out of the way of the tsunami, and even when Reed was, like, throwing him into a paraphernalia on the outside, he just kept on coming. I mean, he even smashed Tommaso with a sit-out powerbomb, but Ciampa kicked out. When, yeah, we got to the finish, and he hit this very strange crucifix bomb thing. I mean, it didn't go to plan, but who gives a flub about that? Because he pinned Bronson, and he got the 1-2-3. This was my face, because I take wrestling way too seriously. So I really hope this does continue, because it feels like a little bit of a push for Tommaso Ciampa, Though ultimately, I would like the missing Johnny Gargano to return to Raw and these two to become a tag team. Because do you know what match I need to see? Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus those guys giving it up. Jackie Redman was then talking to Becky Lynch. I love it with you. 
He wasn't very happy. This could be down to the fact that Jackie was all like, are you scared of Zoe Stark? But he was like, I ain't scared of her, you absolute moron. In fact, every single day I've been waking up and all I can think about is how I'm gonna break her in two. Lindsay also admitted that none of what she had been doing was the easy way, but she likes it because she wants to take the hard way. I'll just tell you this, I don't want to take the hard way. I want to take the easy way. Like, if I have to go to the shop and I have to climb Mount Everest or just go through a door, <laughs> I'm going through the door. Becky was always good here and she was going to be in the main event when we actually got a proper segment between Rhea Ripley and Raquel Rodriguez. I didn't see it coming. It was just Rhea headed to the ring with the condom when she got a microphone and she was like, right, yeah, listen to me, mate. Last week, the only reason Raquel Rodriguez beat me is because she faded injury. It's the third time I've tried to do that bit. It's not funny. Why am I doing bad Australian accents? I'm sorry. It's probably a little bit offensive. She didn't do that. She just said the only reason Raquel was able to beat me up is because she pretended to have an injury, so it was a trick. And that's actually true. She then thought about going through all of her accomplishments, but changed her mind because there's not enough time on Raw, which was a good line when she kept it nice and simple. And she said, look, who's got the belt here? It's me, therefore I win. Once again, Rodriguez was just hanging out in the background. She went, that's one mention, two mentions. Oh, that's four. And she walked to the ring, but she didn't want to say nothing. And she once again started to beat up Ripley. I mean, she even grabbed her, basically threw her out of the ring. This is when Dom Dom was all like, hey, look over here. Before he's like, oh no, I've made a terrible mistake. When Ripley returned, she went for the riptide. It didn't work. Raquel took her head off with a clothesline. The bad guys then ran away as Ripley was all like, you're going to pay for that, mate. <laughs> I've got to stop doing it. It's absolute nonsense. I apologize. I felt idiotic today. And here's the deal. I hope they do have a good match. But Rhea Ripley has to leave as the champion because 2023 is the year of Rhea Ripley. That rhymed. This should be a good match, though, and we've been waiting for it for ages. Give me an up. Which is when we cut to Trish Stratus and Zoe Stark. And Trish just went, listen. Do you know who's an idiot for accepting this match? Becky Lynch. I don't care what anybody says. Trish Stratus as a heel has been brilliant. It ended cut from this to our Terry Funk video. So once again, just all the love in the world. I don't really have anything else to say about it. Like not in a bad way, but I don't want to run it into the ground. I just want everyone to be happy. And I'll tell you who did do a good job in bringing that kind of love because it was Becky Lynch versus Zoe Stark in a Falls Count Anywhere match. And this was super duper entertaining. The absolute best part about it as well is that Trish was here, obviously. She waited about eight seconds. She got a kendo stick and she just smacked Becky Lynch right in the face. I was like, yes, this is what we should do. It's a no DQ match because it is false count anywhere. Why the hell would you wait for about 10 minutes before you interfere? You just throw yourself right in. Becky returned fire using her own body because she crossed it and hit a crossbody. So I was like, all right, well, if you don't want to use weapons, I will. And she threw her into Simba the Steel Steps. I was like, yeah, that'll do it. Trish then started throwing chairs into the ring and one accidentally hit Zoe Stark, which was kind of terrifying because that could have gone really bad. And because Stratus was going crazy with these things, I kind of think like it could have been a wink, wink, nudge, nudge to Terry Funk because that guy loved doing stuff like this. Stratus then made sure she broke up the cover after a manhandle slam. Once again, this does make sense. Why would you just watch on from the sidelines when you're allowed to get in the game? Lynch kept fighting back as she did throw Zoe Stark into Barry Barricade with an exploder. And in case you missed it, we did get to the big one zero zero, so we shall have our big send off for Barry very soon. And do you know who number 100 was? It was me. That's right. Powerhouse Will Hobbs threw me into Barry Barricade. I don't know why I'm dancing. It really hurt. Why do you think my voice is so croaky? It's because he whooped my ass. Because I'm a very strange man, 
very, very secretly proud. We were then doing all the moves onto some chairs when we started to fight into the audience, which we're allowed to do, when Trish Strat's faction threw a table on Becky Lynch. And look, I am not doing it justice. That looked terrible. In like the way it was meant to, it didn't look fun. We really did turn Becky into Superwoman here though, because she just kept on kicking out. And what I absolutely loved is that all three of these morons were fighting on this elevated platform table thingamajig. And when Becky Lynch ducked, Zoe Stark accidentally hit Tristratus, she fell and went smashing through a table. I don't think those two are friends anymore. Stark was so stunned by this, Becky was able to hit the manhandle slap through another table that looked absolutely crazy. And she got the one, two, three. And this was such a good brawl. And just reminded you that Becky Lynch and everybody else, but especially Becky Lynch, is right up here. There's also quite the emotional ending too, because Lynch did sit there with her Bray Wyatt armband as she started to cry. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to give it an up and we're just going to try and remind ourselves that wrestling is there to entertain us. Let's not sweat the small stuff. So no more negative Nancy silliness and let's just be positive Pete's all around. And of course, this week's episode of Raw is going to get an up. I mean, it's pretty good, all things considered, but also, well, just listen to what I just said. You can also like the video, share the video and subscribe. Click this video right here, which is ups and downs for all in. What did I think about that? Then please do go to whatculture.com, follow us on social media. What I'm going to do, I'm going to reach into my stomach, my tum-tum. I'm just going to throw some positive vibes your way because I just want everybody to have the best of possible days. Thank you. From the bottom of my tootsie toes, I will see you throughout the week.